Hey everybody, welcome back to Knock It Off, our weekly podcast on all things real life and real time, adulting and motherhood. Brought to you by myself, Bethany Bell, and my sister, Kara Wood. Together, we are two unqualified and quirky moms sharing with you our personal stories and observations with the hope that you feel less alone in your plights. This blog is named after our father's go-to phrase when we were pushing the bounds of his patience. We are slightly behind schedule this week, uh, if you noticed at all. It's coming to you on a Monday. Typically, we release on Sundays. But let me tell you, let me tell you, we had some events this weekend we had a Sunday night mission, and <laughs> it just got away from both of us. Uh, so I'm going to proceed with this week's piece, which is recycled. Uh, we originally wrote this last year uh, before we launched the smash hit that is Knock It Off, uh, and we're going to repost it for the first time for KIO because it's a fantastic uh, find for the holiday season that you need to be aware of as well. So without further ado, here we go. Mixed nuts, a delightful variety of charm and idiocy. This 1994 holiday flick leaves us enraptured and wanting more. If you want a unique Christmas movie experience, Check out this underrated and underappreciated film that has all the makings of a classic, but somehow hasn't quite caught on in its 28-plus years of existence. Perhaps it missed the boat because it pushes the bounds of acceptable comedic topics, even for the 90s. In our minds, though, that's part of what makes it great. Here's what else makes it special. First, there's the star power. This thing is stacked in an early career, slightly awkward, possibly prepubescent sort of way. Directed by Nora Ephron and led by the one and only king of physical comedy, Steve Martin, cast members include Madeline Kahn, Mrs. Munchnik, Robert Klein, Mr. LaBelle, Juliette Lewis, Gracie, Adam Sandler, Louie, Rita Wilson, Catherine, Anthony LaPaglia, Felix, Gary Shandling, Stanley, Leah Schreiber, Chris, and John Stewart, random rollerblader, among others. Second, there's the ambitious, bizarre, and often curious plot. Set in the seaside town of Venice, California, we follow the journey of Philip, the quirky proprietor of Lifesavers, a suicide hotline, who is in danger of eviction from his apartment-based headquarters. Immediate financial hardship begins, not only with the altruistic suicide prevention business, if he could just find $5,000, all would be well, but also within the personal confines of super-pregnant Gracie and her wannabe artist boyfriend Felix, who are expecting their firstborn. Other featured characters are mean old Mrs. Munchnik, who proudly declares she has a dead husband's sister's house she can go to for the holidays, and lovely slash sweet Catherine, 
who has a crush on Philip that is obvious to everyone but him. As the characters navigate the demands of the life retainment business and personal relationships, they encounter the random events of malfunctioning building components, an intolerant landlord, crude callers, and a vague understanding of their future. They meet uncanny friends, learn to dance, butt out amongst chaos, and solve dreamworthy conflicts as a cohesive, albeit dysfunctional, unit. Just when you think you have a handle on the situation, the story will dramatically toss you into the world of nutty, leaving the viewer both mystified and utterly stupefied. Of particular comedic value in our eyes are the following observations in order of appearance. A sad conversion of a now-serving sign, typically seen in a grocery store deli, to saying, now saving, complete with a handwritten A on a piece of paper taped over the er, a pathetic attempt to document how many lives they've saved through the suicide hotline. Gracie nailing peanut butter by the fingerful right out of the jar while lamenting to Felix, her boyfriend slash wall artist, who sadly is without a wall, I want a businessman. Philip letting the suicide line ring multiple painful times while the person hang up in order to perfectly hand document the call particulars pre-call. The visual your mind forms when you learn in the most random of ways that Philip's father died by getting hit by a truck full of mixed nuts. Mrs. Munchnik desperately having to pee after being stuck in an elevator and using old fruitcake to barge into the bathroom, the catalyst of a bizarre chain of events. Neighbor Louie playing the ukulele in the hall, seemingly the sole reason for Sandler's appearance, as Philip educates Catherine about veterinarian Dr. Kinski's specialty, potbelly pigs, on their way to take Felix, a human, for a visit under the guise of him being an animal. Felix was hit in the head with the fruitcake, part of the bizarre chain of events, in a lover's quarrel. A transgendered female, Chris, who likes to compare herself to Kissinger, finding herself alone in the Lifesaver's apartment, save a passed-out Mrs. Munchnik, and answering the phone to be met with, May I speak to a woman? Philip, desperate to show Chris his acceptance and sympathy, reluctantly engages Chris in the most hilarious, most delightful dancing scene that still has us in tears. A strange dinner scene with ukulele playing Louie and a crescendo of Philip throwing the fruitcake out the window, only to shatter Mrs. Munchnik's windshield while she is inside her car. Felix busting out of the hospital and retrieving a gun to make Gracie come back to him after she's decided to leave him for good. Quote-worthy quips include Mrs. Munchnik telling Catherine, Men are not true to anything. They will have sex with a tree. Philip's landlord, Stanley Tannenbaum, asking, Tell me, in all your calls, has anybody ever impaled themselves? Has anyone ever drank glass? 
Mrs. Munchnik telling Catherine, You could see the bright side of a plague. Philip telling Dr. Kinsky, who is lamenting about women and their pillows, Lifesavers is about to go under. I don't care about pillows. Mrs. Munchnik to a perverted caller. Oh, I'm simply crushed. Here I've been waiting my whole life for you, and now you don't even want me. Do go on. I believe you were discussing my cherry. Click. Hang up. I am so good at this. Philip asking Chris, the transgender female, Did you bring a coat or anything? To which Chris replies, Just my cape. Catherine to Gracie after Gracie does her hair and makeup. Oh goodness, is that me? And Gracie responding, I have spent my whole life trying to make something out of nothing. Spoiler alert, do not read or listen on if you don't want to know how this masterpiece ends. Perhaps the greatest asset of this flick is its ability to tie up all loose ends with a bow. In short, Mrs. Munchnik finds love, well, sex, with neighbor Mr. LaBelle when he happens to be the first person she sees post-windshield incident, instantly turning her from a mean old broad into a delightful human being. Philip and Catherine end their sexual tension and become involved romantically in the most awkward of ways. Louis serenades Chris to the point of joyful sit-bopping. Gracie wrestles the gun from Felix, accidentally shooting through the front door and setting off a continued buzzing noise from someone outside pressing the buzzer to be let in. When the door is open, you learn she shot the landlord, Stanley Tenenbaum, who was late to help with the stuck elevator that has been unstuck for hours by now and who died with his finger on the buzzer. After a ridiculous cover-up attempt that includes wrapping the body with Christmas tree branches to look like a tree, and the gang of Philip, Catherine, Louis, Gracie, Felix, and Chris trying to leave the body at the boardwalk, they are immediately outed by rollerbladers. Felix climbs atop a building and threatens to off himself, but Philip saves the day with his fabulous-ish talk-off-the-ledge skills. Police come and gather everyone for questioning, when, alas, they determine that the body is that of, dun-dun-dun, the seaside strangler. Instead of probable jail time, Gracie is praised and given a $250,000 reward. Gracie reluctantly parts with $5,000 to save lifesavers. Fruitcake makes another appearance. Gracie goes into labor with Dr. Kinsky at the helm. Philip and Catherine get engaged in a Christmas miracle. In our view, the accidental killing of the seaside strangler and subsequent escape from prosecution, plus large monetary award, are very nice touches, along with the others, to finish her off. See what we did there? We give this flick two awkward thumbs up. Streaming now on Peacock and also available for purchase on Amazon Prime. If you watch, please let us know what you think. We're dying to know if we're the only two. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's piece. Thanks so much for listening or reading. Please let us know if you watched that movie and uh, what you thought. 
And again, sorry we're a day late. Uh, life gets you sometimes. We plan to be back next week punctually on Sunday. Take care and have a great week.